fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Starting off a brand new week, it is the best day of the entire week. It is a Monday here on the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Hey, great to have you along today, making it happen, doing the thing, your millennial general, reporting for duty the way we do each and every single day. It's great to have you joining us today. we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. David Morgan, we had him on, I want to say, the beginning of last week. Uh, it's back on the program with us again today. The Morgan Report talking about the stock market, finances, doggy coin, the digital currencies, and silver and gold. Where are we at with some of that, and what does the economy look like ahead of us? We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Can I make it a, a, hopefully, by the way, you had a wonderful weekend. You can find us all over the social media at Hoosier Reason and HoosierReason.com, plus our radio and TV affiliates and our live streaming and our podcasting thereafter as well. Okay, all that stuff aside, I want to jump right into something here because I, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. I'm trying to understand. As you know, I am one that needs to connect the dots on everything. I need to understand the thought process. I need to understand the reasoning behind the things that we do at times. I want to understand. May not always agree with it, but at least I want to understand it. To me, that's the best way to be. The deep philosophical discussions. I have a question about my generation. Can I just throw it out there, please? I laugh at sometimes my generation because we're millennials, or I'm at least a millennial, and we do some not so very smart things. Then we try to act really, really superior, and we try to act really, really um, intelligent or really, really sophisticated or really, really mature when we really don't. And it kind of makes us look even foolish more so than other times. When it comes to dressing and appearance, as you know, I guess I have a little bit more of an eclectic uh, or a little bit more of a unique style because I just don't care anymore. I just really enjoy, I, I do care. I really do care. But I'm I don't know, enjoying what I am and who I am. And we try to appeal to certain demographics on the program, the traditional conservative talk radio listenership. But then we're trying to be millennials. We're trying to entice millennial generate the younger generations to understand conservatism, understand limited government, understand that socialism is a really, really dumb, bad thing and trying to bring more people back to our side. And I know that there's a crowd out there that doesn't like to associate with the conservative movement, but I know you are. That doesn't like to associate with the political movements like conservatism or libertarianism. But I know you're there. I know it. And I'll bring you on to our side. I bring you to the dark side one of these days. But there's a movement apparently going on that I just don't understand. Now, I apparently am an older spirit because I just don't understand the reasoning on some of the things the young generation does. Like the fascination with social media. Like the obsession with social media, why you need to be taking selfies three times a day and doing the little sucker fish lips and then posting it on Facebook and be like, oh, look how cute, like, oh, how terrible a day I'm having. I just don't get it. Then you see the little videos like on, uh, now I don't have one. I don't know what it is, TikTok, which I thought it was banned. Was it like a Chinese-owned company that was banned and I guess like Microsoft or somebody else bought it so we could continue on? I'm trying to understand it because I need to be hip, I guess, with those certain things. But I don't have a TikTok. 
at all. I don't even know really what it does other than short little video clips. But I thought that's what like Instagram or YouTube was about, was making videos for YouTube and then doing the photos for Instagram. But apparently TikTok, you do all of that stuff, but it's just little shorter clips as well, which I'm trying to grasp and understand. But nonetheless, all of that aside, there's new pages on Instagram and TikTok and social media everywhere where they're my generation, millennials, trying to show the hip, cool new fads of apparel of looking like senior citizens. And I just don't get it. Here's a headline from the Wall Street Journal. Grandpa style, why 20-somethings are dressing like senior citizens. And apparently it's a new fad that's out there of 20-year-olds where they're wearing the like the 1920s and 30s hats, which I have to admit are kind of cool. But it doesn't just go there. I, I, I guess it's moving up from the man bun and the skinny jeans, thank God. And we can move away from that era and that fad because that was the dumbest fad that I have ever seen in my entire life. But now they're wanting to wear the old school stuff, like the the khaki pants that are up to like the belly button. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just this is what the Wall Street Journal Post is talking about. The the pants that are like really high riding with the knee high socks and the tie and then like the sweater jacket that everybody that I guess old guys wear. I don't know. And then the hat or really brightly colored things, really brightly colored jackets or button up shirts that kind of look like you're back in the 1980s. Which, again, I'm all about the 80s, too. That's kind of a cool fad. I wish I could have lived more in that era as opposed to being born in that era. So I wish I could have enjoyed it. But apparently, the gray sweats are nothing to see here with the dress shorts as a way of turning one's back to the uh, frenetic uh, fashion market. Elderly style role models are hopping onto social media now. The 70-something could still be wearing the same uh, plaid khakis or tweed, uh, tweed blazers or floral sundresses that they've had for decades and is now... Kind of the new hip thing. I scratch my head. Now, I understand that my generation, for some reason, is fascinated with nostalgia. Going back to the days, that's why we still have comic book movies that are the popular thing. Because my generation can't get enough of Spider-Man and Superman. Because even though that was like totally 12 years old kind of cool thing, that's now still a cool fad that everybody wants to see. And that's why Marvel movies and comic book movies are still like the biggest thing in Hollywood. I don't get it. I'm kind of tired and over it. I understand it when we talk about like Nerf, uh, and I don't know if you've seen these, these Nerf shops where you could go and it's like laser tag, but you use Nerf guns. And adults are doing this because it's nostalgia for these kids or young adults or adults, if you want to put it that way, 30-year-olds running around playing Nerf guns with other 30-year-olds because they love the nostalgia behind it. For some reason, my generation or the maybe it's just the era in today altogether where they're just obsessed with nostalgia and things that were in the past that are now cool and hip again, which maybe bleeds into a little bit of culture, maybe bleeds into a little bit of religious belief or spirituality beliefs or political beliefs as well, where we're going back into a, a realm of things back then must be cool. The problem is, is that my generation doesn't respect the elders as much as they should. Obviously, there are some and there are many. But the ones that are trying to make this a cool, hip, fad thing, they're not doing it for the respect. They're doing it because they want to be cool and hip. Now, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this one. I don't know if this is better to be like, you know, this is better than the man bun and the skinny jeans because that's like the worst thing that we could possibly do. And it's really, really dumb. At the same time, dressing like an 80-year-old, is that really the cool, hip thing? 
Now, if you go to the like the 20s or 30s where the guys are wearing the suit and the tie and the vest and, you know, they wear that on a daily basis and like they're comfortable clothes to go to a social gathering where they're like, oh, do it business casual. It's still like a three piece suit. And if you're all about that, then I guess that's kind of cool as well. And that's, you know, at least flashy because that's way better than walking around with sweatpants and uh, like a, you know, polo shirt, a golfing polo shirt or something with a man bun. You notice how I've mentioned man bun like four different times now? Because those are really, really dumb. I'm just just throwing the idea out there, letting you decide how you want to. But I find it interesting. The the nostalgia that my generation's trying to bring back, and apparently that's a cool new thing, and now people are all about this on social media, posting pictures of wearing old school clothes of quote-unquote older individuals and how much style they actually have and how that's the cool new thing. If only we could learn wisdom from them as well when they said, hey, socialism's a really dumb, bad thing. Hey, maybe you shouldn't allow the government to centralize and take away your privacy because of, you know, private privacy or things. I don't know. Just throwing those ideas out there as well. Their styles are cool. We just don't like their politics. Weird. Welcome into the program. We got a lot to get to today. There is the stuff going on up in Minneapolis. I don't want to focus a whole lot of time on it today, but I am intrigued of how and I just came off the interview with Mark Walters on Armed American Radio, another radio show talking about the Second Amendment. A lot of my listeners know him. A lot of his listeners know me. We, we go back and forth. But uh, uh, we talked briefly about it, and I'm just going to say the same thing. We're not going to see due process here, and I'm not taking one side or another. I'm sitting back as the third-party objector in this scenario. But watching how this is all playing out in Minnesota, we're not going to get proper due process on whether Derek Chauvin, whatever his name is, is guilty or not guilty about murder. Should he have done what he did? Absolutely not. Should George Floyd be dead right now? Absolutely not. Was that the appropriate response to how things were handled? Absolutely not. But at the same time, should he have been drugged up or should he have given counterfeit bills or what? I mean, so many scenarios of what if we didn't do this, then he'd probably still be alive. And it falls on both sides of the aisle, and everybody needs to understand that as well because it's not just a one-sided thing, but that's what it's turning out to be. But I will give you my opinion on what's going to happen here is that Derek Chauvin will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because if he is not, the entire city will burn to the ground with the protesters and the Black Lives Matter movement. End of story. That's all it's going to be. It is going to be the bullying. It is going to be the woke community. It is going to be the uh, the civil rights movement that either we get this result or we will burn down your cities. This is the new Salem Witch Trials. Again, not sure if he's a witch or not. Don't really care. I mean, I do care, but I'm not looking at it from that perspective right now. I'm looking at it strictly on what society will do with one result or another. We've already seen a pig's head cut off and dropped off at the home of one of the defense witnesses. Someone got in, went in to become a defendant to the police officer, and they had a pig's head left at their doorstep. That's the level that we're at. You're not allowed to have any differing opinions in any way, shape, or form. It's either you believe this or you are part of the problem. And therefore, we're not going to get a rational due process, legitimate court procedure done with the proper response. He will be martyred in this scenario. And again, he did something stupid. He did something wrong. I'm not defending him in any way, shape or form. Uh, He shouldn't have done what he did. But that's where we're at in society today. We will not get a due process out of this court hearing. We, we, We just won't. Not at all.
it's not going to be okay. At the same time, Democrats are urging it because they love to utilize the opportunity, never let a crisis go to waste. They're all about that right now as well as Maxine Waters tells Black Lives Matter protesters to, quote, get more confrontational. Oh, yes. Get more confrontational. Killing a pig, cutting off the head and dropping it at the doorstep of a defendant in the case is not confrontational enough. We need to get in the streets. We need to burn down buildings. We need to beat people in the streets. We need to get in their face and yell and scream. That's the level of what Democrats want because they love the anarchy. Because when anarchy ensues in the streets, they get more power. We're not paying attention to what they do. We look towards them to try and resolve the issue. So they create the issue so they can have the power to resolve the issue. And the Democrats are loving it right now. Progressive, liberal, woke, left-wing nutjobs are loving this anarchy right now. They're loving the dismay of the police right now. They're loving. I mean, we see Rashida Tlaib tweet out that she wants to end law enforcement altogether, and she's not shunned out of Congress. She's not shunned as an elected official saying we want anarchy in the streets and we don't want law enforcement on the streets. That's not enough to boot her out of office. Oh, no. They said Donald Trump incited violence. While Maxine Waters says you need to get more confrontational. She's the same one, by the way, if you remember, that said we need to get in people's faces just years ago as well, going into the Donald Trump administration. So this is the crowd we're up against, which is why you know that this is not going to be a fair trial, regardless of how you view the issue in any way, shape, or form. But we're not going to get a fair trial. What we are going to get is a political demonization of cops. We're going to use this as the example because this was the launching pad of the Black Lives Matter movement. And if it was voted in the wrong direction, all hell will break loose all over the nation. That's the end of it. Who cares about due process, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming and podcasting as well. Covering as much ground as we possibly can. Unlike Joe Biden who didn't even try to campaign during the presidential election. (laughs) See what we did there? Trying to tie it into current events. You can find us all over the social media at Hoosier Reason. No I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Also on OurFreedomBook.com and, of course, our website at HoosierReason.com. We are getting closer to the end of the month again. It's hard to believe, but yes, it is there, which means that our newsletter will be coming out in just another week or so. So make sure if you have not subscribed to do so, go to HoosierReason.com. It'll pop up and say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, yes, I do. You type in your email. It's completely free. We do not spam you all the time. It is a once a month email that we send out on all the latest and greatest. We have our blog on there, some civic holidays for the upcoming month, the latest with the Voice of Reason show and the Hoosier Media Network, which speaking of, I was really excited. We spent a lot of the weekend working on new podcasting shows for all. Right now we have three other shows under the Hoosier Media Network podcasting network, which is really awesome uh, doing production for them. We'll send more information out on the newsletter as well, where you can find those shows, how you can listen, what they're all about. They're really, really cool, and we really want you to check those out as well. So uh, make sure to sign up for the newsletter and We'll have more information on those at a later time. Real quickly, we do have some latest in what's trending outside of the court hearing going on in Minnesota, which we we talked about. End of story. We already know what's going to be the outcome. It's like watching a movie and already knowing the ending. And you're like, oh, do I really want to keep watching that? No, but the media has been all about it because they can't wait for that verdict to happen. So that way they can say, ha we told you. So all the last years of protests have been completely justified. And that's the approach they're going to take on it. But outside of that... What's trending today? What's trending today? Something that you may not know regarding the COVID-19 vaccinations. Just to give you a little snippet and a heads up, according to the Kane County Reporter and the website of Newsbreak.com, which I don't have that app, but apparently it's an app you can get on your phone that gives you like morning and daily news updates about what's going on. If you've taken the vaccines, be cautious. Andy, you anti-vaxxer, shut up. It's not about that. It's about getting you the right information to be safe. But apparently... Now, they're not giving the reasoning for, but there have been 1,100 deaths or technically 1,094 deaths of individuals directly after taking the Pfizer vaccine. Andy, what do you mean? According to the National Vaccine Information Center, there have been at least 1,094 total deaths across the United States after taking the Pfizer uh, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in December of last year and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in February of this year. While patients have passed away after receiving a dose of the two authorized vaccines, the National Vaccine Information Center does not provide or disprove a direct link between receiving the vaccine and the death. However, autopsies are not ordered in many cases. Reasonings for those, this all according to the KaneCountyReporter.com. Uh, though the FDA has judged the vaccines are safe and grant uh, and granted emergency approval, full and rigorous studies to the extent of the other vaccine trials have not yet been completed. But David Martin, founder of the chairman of the NCAM Incorporated, claims in an interview the vaccines are actually gene therapy. Quote, 
It's chemotherapy agent that is a gene therapy. It is not a vaccine. What is this doing? It's sending a strain of the synthetic RNA into the human being and is invoking within the human being the creation of an S1 spike protein, which is a pathogen. It's a toxic inside of human beings, and that is not only keeping you from getting sick, it's making your body produce things that make you sick. And according to them, because of this, he's claiming that the 1,094 deaths that have happened from individuals across the nation uh, were linked to the Pfizer vaccination shortly after taking it. Now, that's not confirmed, and I don't want that to spread of, and he says that, you know, that's killing. It's I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not saying it. All it's saying is that the studies that they're doing and the reports that they're seeing is that after taking the specific uh, Pfizer vaccination, that 1,094 people have died shortly after, and they're concerned it could be linked, although that one has not been taken off the market right now. The Johnson & Johnson, when they say could potentially be back, although from what we're hearing is that there's a lot more blood clot patients outside of the United States that are happening now that the media are finally beginning to cover and saying, wait a second, something just seems a little wonky here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. It is halfway through the program for a Monday. Hard to believe. Hard to believe trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Trying to cram more content into one hour than Joe Biden cramming illegal immigrants into a facility at the border. <laughs> See what we did there? Yeah, you can find us online at HoosierReason.com. I'm excited for... Our next guest, let's go ahead and jump right into him as we just had him on a a week or so ago as well, but I need to get him back as uh, he had some great stuff. He is the chief editor of The Morgan Report, also co-author of Second Chance, How to Make and Keep Big Money from the Coming Gold and Silver Shockwave. As you know, the stock market's been something of quite interest lately. And as we talk about where the economy is going to go with the massive amounts of money being spent with this, uh, you know, just the regular federal budget, then we had the COVID response, then we had the infrastructure bill we're trying to pass, then we have tax hikes. I mean, it's just going haywire. So uh, where is it safe to try and be relaxed, or even is it in any way, shape, or form? We're excited to have back on the program Mr. David Morgan. David, how are you, my friend? 
Yeah, doing quite well. Thank you. Hey, very good. It's always good to talk to you. Uh, the stock market right now, it's fun to watch on a daily basis. We see the ups and downs. We see uh, some do really well and then they completely tank. Is it stable enough for people to gar- start going back into investing on the stock market right now? Or is it so volatile that, you know, maybe uh, with all the spending, we could see a massive plummet or a big bubble burst on that? I agree with the latter. I think it's probably caution is advised. I just did on my weekly podcast that a lot of the shift in the stock market goes into different groups. A lot of money is poured into defensive issues. So that's kind of an indicator that even the pros, the smart money is moving into, let's say, more tame stocks like utilities, for example, rather than these go-go stocks like Tesla. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I have to admit, I've never done any type of investing. I've never gotten involved in any way. I don't know enough about it. I don't want to know enough about it. I just, I've always been kind of hesitant. I did throw, it was funny, last week I did throw 50 bucks onto Doggy Coin because it was said it was going to go up. And I got in at 11 cents. I ended up leaving it like 40 cents and made a $150 profit. So that made me happy. Um, but <laughs> outside of that, is that the future now? Is that where we're going? Is these uh, we talked about it a little bit last time you came on these digital currencies this the the bitcoin and the doggy coin which doggy coin was made as a joke anyway so i don't know how long i actually want to stay on that ride but uh, these digital currencies is that going to be the future in this country possibly it's pretty obvious that the central banks want to have a cbdc a central bank digital currency so the central banks uh, have been working on it and china's rack actually implemented it and so in China, very few people have cash. In fact, in a lot of China, in the big cities, which there are several, as you know, you cannot use cash. It's all done over your phone by WePay and Alipay, and there's a couple of apps. They also, they, the um, Chinese central bank, issued some small amount of um, central bank digital currency for the Bank of China into accounts of people that volunteered to receive it. <clears throat> so. It already is in place. I'm pretty certain this is what the uh, the banking elite want to do. Whether it becomes implemented all the way or not remains to be determined. Mm-hmm. But the other part of the story, which is more interesting, is banks hate, they love their monopoly. They hate competition. So do we see, you know, Bitcoin, doggy coin, all this stuff stay around from here on out? Or... Do not. And from what we've seen in the last just two weeks, we've seen a lot of noise around the SEC regulation, looking into this stuff, whether it's a security or not, and all these type of issues. It's my conjecture that you're going to see more and more pressure on many of these alt currencies or alt coins that are going to go bye bye. And the reason they're going to go is because of the regulations that are implemented. So it's a tough answer, but you got to look and excuse the pun, but at both sides of the coin. And one side looks like, yeah, we're decentralized. We can have this coin and be free of, you know, the banking system. And there aren't that many that you really are free of the banking system, although that's one of the sales jobs without them. So I'm a bit remiss to say, I know I don't, but that, you know, happy times are here. Decentralized finance is here. People win, the banks lose. I don't think so. Banks seldom lose. 
banks are going to implement what they want, and they're going to maintain their monopoly. Yeah. That's the general trend. Well, I'd, I'd have to agree with that one. I mean, they don't like losing it. And not only the banks, but the federal government just have to have their hands in everything. If there's a way people are making money and they're not being regulated or massively taxed on it in any way, shape, or form, then they're going to find a way to do it. And this digital currency has kind of gone under the radar long enough to where now people are really paying attention to it more so than ever, especially when NFL players are putting a lot of their salaries into these digital coins, when Elon Musk is putting a lot of his currency into the digital coins. The government's going to say, hey, wait a second, we need to regulate this, and the banks want their piece of the pie as well. And uh, they're going to move that direction, which leads to the hard tangibles, because I I don't get the digital thing. I don't know how they're backed. I don't know how they're supported. I don't know how they're sustainable, because there's nothing backing it. We used to have the gold standard for the dollar, which means we knew that even though we had a piece of paper in our pocket, it was backed by a piece of gold somewhere, which is what put value to it. Now that's not the case because it's just a promissory note on there saying the Federal Reserve promises this dollar, uh, which is going down every single day. But then we look at the banks and like short sales on silver and gold and the way that they kind of manipulate that market. Is that going to be affected at the same time? Well, it's been silver and gold industry has been affected for years, decades. Uh, will it be? Yes. Going forward, yes. But the problem they have with gold and silver is that there's a finite amount, just like Bitcoin touts all the time. And when you have a breakdown in trust or a breakdown in confidence, you will see a run to gold like you've never seen before, in my opinion. Right now, I think Bitcoin has really mitigated a lot of money that would have moved into gold mm-hmm. because a lot of people that buy it <clears throat> use it as wealth protection or wealth preservation. And certainly it looks like it's doing that at this time. But a lot of that thinking, again, would have probably gone into the precious metals. It may come back. In fact, I do think that longer term, as I mentioned a moment ago, you will see some really tough regulation. A lot of people just give up. But when they, especially the winners, cash out, they're going to cash out where they're going to go. Again, a run the gold is is very likely. What about silver? I've heard rumors. Uh, I talked to a lot of individuals that li- that buy a lot of silver and a couple of silver owner, uh, silver business owners that actually are here in in the state of Kansas, and they talk about how they think with some of the short contracts and short sales that banks do on silver that they've suppressed the price of silver right now, and with the limited availability to continue to mine silver because it's getting harder and harder to mine. Uh, with a lack of uh, supply for it, the sky, the, the prices for silver are going to skyrocket 102 and 100, 300 percent here over the next year or so. Do you see something like that happening as well? I do think silver will outperform gold. It's already done so in 2020. I think it'll do it again in 2021. And that run to gold, as important as it is, and there's no fever like gold fever, that will spill over into silver because it's more affordable yeah. and there's less available for investment purposes. Sure. And that means that there will be a huge push in the silver. Very interesting. Now, when we talk about investment in silver, I mean, do you recommend actually just signing the, the paper saying that you have investment? Or do you like recommend actually going out and getting the hard silver coin to put in your vault at home? <laughs> First and always the physical silver to start. I mean, if you don't have that, you're really not a metals investor. I mean, once you've established a core position of hard money, then if you want to move into a derivative, I don't have a huge problem with it, just as long as you understand what you're buying is a derivative, not the actual product itself. Yeah. I just got done doing a taped lecture for a uh, a uh, get-together in Australia. And in that lecture, I pointed out a couple of times where um, 
Morgan Stanley had paid a big fine because they had uh, sold silver and were charging storage. And when push came to shove during this lawsuit, it was determined that Morgan Stanley had never bought any silver, let alone stored any silver. And their excuse for this, and I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, I've got it on tape, was, well, that's the way the industry works. Everyone else, (laughs) in other words, everyone else does it this way. So so what's what's the problem? In other words, doing an absolute fraud is okay. Uh, So I'm, of course, an advocate of honest money, honesty in the financial system. I mean, the main reason I started on this path was that money transcends everything. Transcends religion, it transcends nationality, it transcends just about anything you want to tell. Everybody is concerned about their money. Sure. That's and true. most people have no clue of what money is. They think it's currency, and they have no idea of the cycle that we go through every, in this case, 350 years or so, where there's a massive dislocation in the financial system because it's come, become so corrupt and the debt so large that it can't be paid off. Well, and people just don't recognize that. As you mentioned, I mean, here in the state of Kansas, they're working on at least legislation to do basic financial literacy classes in high school before graduation. I don't know why that's not a common practice. So even if we're not like experts in finance or banking or, you know, investing and that sort of thing, at least understand some basics to where maybe we could recognize when people are actually trying to fraud the system or when banks are just taking advantage of individuals and, you know, maybe not charging you a crazy, ridiculous interest rate for credit cards or something like that as well. David Morgan, chief editor for The Morgan Report, also co-author of Second Chance, How to Make and Keep Big Money from the Coming Gold and Silver Shockwave. Uh, We got just about 30 seconds left or so, but where can people find your book? Just go to themorganreport.com. That's all one word, themorganreport.com, and pull down the books tab, and you're right there. Awesome. I love it. David, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. It's a fascinating topic, and as we see massive amounts of money going out of the federal government, I'm curious on where the dollar value is going to go next. So let's talk. Uh, let's get you back on the show, and let's do that next time. What do you say? I say great, Sandy. Thank you. Hey, fan- fantastic. Always appreciate that very much. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up the show today for a Monday. Lots more to get to today as well. We appreciate David Morgan coming back on the program. It's a Monday. It's The Voice of Reason. We've covered a lot of ground. We'll do so when we come back as well. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for joining today, doing the thing we do every single day. Thanks again to David Morgan coming on the program. Interesting information. If you're curious about digital currency, which I am fascinated by it, but I know nothing about it. As I mentioned, the only thing I know about it is I threw 50 bucks on the doggy coin last week at 11 cents. It went up and I sold it like 38, made like $120. I was happy. First time I've ever done investments. So beginner's luck on that one. Uh, but outside of that, I know nothing about it. Nothing. About, I know that uh, Bitcoin's at like $60,000 or it dropped and went to like to 55 or something. So who knows? Uh, we're going to have a guest on the program on Wednesday, Krisha Lenzo. She was a former stock reporter uh, for all the big, you know, different media outlets. She's been on all the different media outlets talking about the stock market and trading, and she's an expert in that. She's also the president of Harvard of Technology. And so we'll have her on the program on Wednesday this week to talk about the digital coins the and explain them a little bit, the backing of it, where people feel comfortable putting money into it. Because obviously it's big with it being $60,000, and those that invested into Bitcoin extremely early are doing pretty well today. But where did it come from, and is that the direction we're going overall? Last time we had David Morgan on the program, he had talked about the collapse of the American dollar, and not necessarily a collapse of society, like kind of the doomsday prepper mentality, but the idea that the value of the dollar is going to drop so dramatically that they're doing it intentionally, which makes complete sense. We can't spend, we can't be like $23 trillion in debt as a nation and be like, quantitative easing works, man, because that's stupid. You cannot live in debt like that. It does not work to live in debt like that. And it's really, really dumb, it, no matter how educated you think you are going to an economics class in college and some liberal professor being like, quantitative easing is awesome. You just spend more money, you print more money, you live in debt, and everything will be swell and great. If you've hit that level of education, then you're now de-evolving and going back the other direction because that's not the case, and that's really, really stupid. Andy, you don't know what quantitative easing is. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Thank you very much. Now, uh, but what they're trying to do when you're at $23 trillion of a national debt, and then they spend three different COVID-19 relief packages to try and spur the economy. Then you try to spend a $3 trillion uh, infrastructure plan, quote unquote. Then you still have the federal budget to work on for the fall time. That's never going to be an actual federal budget, but just a big omnibus package where they just throw in everything they want and continue to spend. And you don't have any regards to the economy or capping it at what you're allowed to spend per the GDP 
percentage-wise, it used to be at like 18% of what you could actually use of the GDP for government spending and so on and so forth. When you don't have regards to that, you have a bigger motive here, an ulterior motive. And that ulterior motive is going to be, let's print so much money and spend so much money that we're going to get so far into debt you can't file bankruptcy because you're a nation. You literally have your debt to yourself. What are you going to file bankruptcy to? But let's go ahead and transition to something like a digital currency. It'll be something completely different. It'll be super awesome. Then we can kind of get rid of a lot of our debts before the people that bought our debts, like other nations, like, you know, China, as Donald Trump liked to say, China. <laughs> then we'll deal with that and we'll try and, you know, find ways to make it good for them, sell off some of our big companies, give them land, whatever we have to do, which has been in conversation for a while now, by the way. Uh, no, that's not a conspiracy theory either. It's true. They've, they've talked about giving China parts of land or letting them take over ownership or management of certain companies or businesses or whatever uh, in as a trade because they own a massive amount of U.S. debt and they're getting a little hangry because they're tired of just buying it up and us not doing anything to rectify the situation. But what they are going to do is they're going to say, well, you know what, we're going to do a whole new different currency. And it's going to be a digital currency. And therefore, we're going to regulate it. Now, the problem is, is when you go down that road, it's going to be a level of complete control. You can't hire someone to mow the lawn in your front yard without paying them through a digital currency because there will be no cash left. And therefore, you get taxed on it and you get recorded on that transaction. You can't reach over the fence to your neighbor and be like, hey, Bob, you want to buy my, you know, uh, 1950s shotgun, 12-gauge shotgun, you know, because... You want it, and I want to get rid of it because I have way more AR-15s or something. And Bob's like, oh, sure, but hold on. Let me do a background check so I can actually pass it to get the firearm so that way I can do my digital currency to pay you so the government knows that I actually have that firearm. It's what they want. They already collect metadata on your cell phone every single day. Of course they want to know every single transaction that you have, including the ones where they're uh, stupid and ridiculous. What's going to happen is people are going to be sick and tired of that, and they're actually going to go back to a barter system, and that way it's going to be completely null and void of cash because the the private sector always adapts, and we don't like the government being that involved in our daily business, even though the government and the banks want us to be that involved in our daily business. We don't like that. And we'll go back to you know swapping girlfriends for chickens or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what will happen, but it'll be something like that. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. We didn't get to half of what we wanted to talk to today, which means we'll get to it tomorrow. Until then, podcast up in a little bit. This is your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Monday afternoon. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.